Hey, hi, hello, welcome back to another podcast. It's been a minute, so I forgot how I introduced the previous ones, but we're just going to go with that for now. That could be your best. Yeah, maybe. I feel welcome. Maybe. Um, yeah, been a while. When was the last time we actually posted? Uh, I was having a look on the channel, and it looks like it was over two months ago. Wow. But um, I think it's something we've said off air, so to speak. Um, we more or less do Cold World when we feel like we have something to say. Yeah. Which we, other than being busy, mm-hmm. um, I guess that's the reason we don't do it like every week. Um, because some of the topics we've hit, I like to think are thought-provoking and fairly deep, at least most of the time. So yeah, I think if we did it every week it probably wouldn't have the same value. Yeah, it's like when you, um, it reminds me of when you like start talking to a girl and the initial stage mm-hmm. you have so much to talk about because you're getting to know each other and then <laughs> always comes that time where like mm-hmm. you literally be messaging each other and just not saying anything like how was your day? Good. How was yours? <laughs> good. True. Like is, that is Cindy still being a bitch? Yeah. Like, we really are like a new couple. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we do, we do try to uh, record things when we feel like we have stuff to talk about if there's nothing to talk about or we're busy it sort of seems to just go under the radar but like you said uh, our interest never drops always keen mm. to do one so we just fit it in when we feel like there's things to talk about and yeah definitely have, have not time. lost interest in the pod it's no. just, uh, just been a case of life getting in the way Christmas mm. and New Year just passed yep. you went up to Geraldton I did yes I went up to Geraldton for two weeks mm-hmm. that I had off work had that um, apartment to myself for two weeks, turned mm. it into a stank den. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't at all. It wasn't at all. Um, but yeah, no, it was really nice to get away from the city. Um, it was it was a weird year, big year. Mm. So it was nice just to get away and sort of like just unwind, relax. I didn't work out, didn't do anything, didn't think about work. I was just like, yeah, got into a good routine of having afternoon naps, which I miss. Yeah. I'm a big fan of afternoon naps. Yeah, true. I think... Uh, like when you in the in the grind for so long, so to speak, you forget what it's like to have all that time to yourself. Yeah. Did you find like it was hard to adjust to being I, on holiday? I was definitely bored. Okay, yeah. but at the start, did you find it hard to relax because you're not used to relaxing? No, nah, no, nah. no, you didn't. You nah. just felt ready. Just okay. I was relaxed right away. The only thing I did struggle with was like every now and then I'd get bored and I'd be like, I'd think to myself maybe I'm not utilizing my holidays yeah, as best okay. as possible yeah but then all i really wanted to do was like walk the dogs at the beach go for a swim relax i didn't want to like be running around out and mm. about all the time like i i wanted the two weeks to be relaxing and chill yeah so it was a bit of like a mental tussle between like finding a balance between like doing enough where like i feel like i'm yeah. having fun and like utilizing the holidays um and then just like relaxing because i know that this year is going to be a big one as well so true finding the balance how, how was your break you didn't stop for work that much no I worked in retail so literally everyone else was uh, having their holiday period and I got Boxing Day off mm-hmm. and Christmas Day of course Bunnings is not open on Christmas Day uh, but so no it hasn't really stopped for me um, I did get four days and off in a row which is something I haven't had in a long time so yeah. I, I did get a little bit of a chance to relax and it was good to spend a few days off that didn't involve like either drinking or making content like, <laughs> because between those two things you don't feel relaxed at the yeah, end. like yeah. I, every day off I have I make videos yeah. uh, just about and or then, drink or, yeah, or if I'm having a, like a good night with the boys so to speak like the next uh, the next day you know you, you're catching up on your sleep and stuff yeah. like that so um, that sounded very gay yeah <laughs> oh, well. a good night with the boys you have to catch up on your sleep yeah yeah <laughs> that's um, not what happens the but. activities that perspire is up to the imagination <laughs> yeah no no not really no nah. um, yeah. But um, yeah, brings us to today's topic. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the year that has just gone, twenty twenty. Yes. Um, 
year for the books, a really. A non-memorable year. Yeah, <laughs> year for the books. That's that's a year that everyone will remember, I think. Well, I hope so, because the other way to look at it is like a lot of this shit, particularly COVID, hasn't ended. So that's still going. Is is twenty twenty the start of like a, a like the, a depression? Like you know how the like there was a depression in like the, the 20s, Great Depression years yeah. ago. Like in, in the same way, is twenty twenty going to be the start of something terrible? That sounded like someone was about to walk in. It really did, freaked it? me out. I think it's the aircon just created some sort of. Um, yeah, um, no, it's it's definitely weird. I don't know if. Will things ever go back to the way they were? Yeah, there's some things that will maybe never change because it's different. Because here in Australia, or at least in Perth, um, you know, we the social distancing thing is very loose now. Like we um, copped it for maybe like a month, two months. Like, yeah. I remember like it was like maybe like April, March, April, yeah, March, or April. Maybe, maybe April, May, and then after yeah. that, since then we haven't really had to like mm. alter our lives too much. We go out a lot still. We like yeah. Go to town, drink, so have dinner out. There's like loose social distancing measures in businesses. So like, for instance, at Bunnings, we have one entry and one exit, which is not something we had before. Yeah. Like you can't go in at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then I think we have a loose sort of max capacity of how many people we can have in there, but it's a huge warehouse. So you, and is anyone there. actually counting? Uh, we were, but then I think the it got to a point where um like the it was so high. that. We, what was the number? I uh, couldn't tell you for sure. I think it was... In the, it was 150 at one point and then it relaxed and it was like I think it might even be like 300 now yeah okay which, yeah it's not really not really a threat and like a big warehouse like that doesn't really get that high at the moment so yeah. Um, but yeah like uh, same things with um, like you go to a cafe or a shop like there's loose social distancing measures there's things on the ground um, indicating like you should queue one and a half metres behind the other person but generally speaking things are very back to normal here but obviously in like Europe and America right now the uh, the idea of isolating or even just over east. I mean, UK is going back into a full isolation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously over east is still erratic. Like one day it's good, the next like yeah. we're closing our borders again. Yeah. And like you have to think, what are the lasting effects of that? There was there was talk like during COVID. If you remember, like was this the death of the handshake? Yeah. And like we had for a month, and I still feel a bit weird shaking hands with someone at work, like a cut, like a, not a customer, but so, like say I run into someone at work and yeah, like does that doubt now so i'd imagine for for countries in europe or something where this is going to be like a two-year thing potentially that sort of thing really might die versus mm-hmm. here i think I, I think handshaking's okay now but yeah yeah we've definitely got away wa in particular compared to anywhere else in the world we've got away pretty pretty lightly in terms of those things for sure do you um i mean you said it before when you go into shops there's like little stickers on the ground where you stand mm. do you follow those do you stand on one of those stickers uh yeah, I try to. I do as well, and yeah. I, and I know that's ridiculous, but I get annoyed when people don't as well. Yeah. Like I was at the shop the other day, and I was standing on one, and there was a guy that was like, and there was like obviously is it one point five or a yeah, meter wherever it is, 1.5, yeah. and the guy was sitting like right in between like where my sticker was and his sticker was, yeah. and like I knew it was so silly, but I just kept thinking in my head like, can you get back to your sticker? Like, <laughs> I know. it's so true. It's yeah. a pandemic. Can you- <laughs> Even though it's so light and I take every other precaution like yeah. so lightly. Yeah, for sure. It's just one thing like a little OCD thing that I look at and just yeah, like, just, yeah. stand, just stand on that little that Which little is thing crazy like. when you think like the power of that these sort of like organizations have over us. Like they've intercepted our like consciousness now that we're like, it's bothering us. Yeah. Something, so <laughs> yeah. 1.5 away, if that makes sense. Like previously, like in 2019, if that happened and he was standing that close, I wouldn't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, you wouldn't even think about it. But then because of all everything that's happened this year. Mm. or uh, last year technically I suppose yeah. um, 
yeah, it's funny. It just like annoys me or irks me a little bit. For sure, for sure. There's a funny meme, uh, or at least it's just a photo, really, of um, <laughs> of someone in this exact situation, and he's got a high vis shirt on, and it says COVID, um, COVID like enforcement officer or like yeah, social right. distancing enforcement officer, someone who's literally there to enforce to it. it, and he's standing right behind the person in front of him, and there's a sign like where he should be standing, yeah, like yeah. way over it. It's, yeah, so so classic. But I mean, it's, it is hard to. Um, it, it was a big adjustment for people to go into and now like it'd be interesting interesting to see particularly in other countries whether like it's permanently affecting the way we interact with people mm. um it's gonna be weird and like you know things like travel which is something yeah i don't is, i don't even know how people are gonna travel yeah like i'm supposed i've got two, a couple of weeks of annual leave booked this year that i was ideally gonna take for a footy trip because that's the best you can do now because yep. it's interstate obviously no i'm not going to europe anytime soon yeah uh, but with the borders shutting every like second day, like there's like a new state cut off. I'm scared to even go to say Victoria for a week for fear that I'll have to just come back after three days. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So um, you know things like that. It's going to take a long time to get back to normal. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. You know. And then yeah, and then even like longer than that. Obviously, um, overseas travel. Like yeah. Uh, there is no time frame as to when yeah and like people everyone, everyone wants to like travel everyone wants to go see things in parts of the mm. world i'd love to but then it's just like you sit back and think like three years from now do you think i'll be able to travel like you still couldn't have a yeah. definite answer the problem is like let's say we were given the, like the vaccine everything's fixed you got for a start everyone's going to want to travel at the same time yeah so demand and prices are going to go up, up and then the like the travel or the, like the travel industry's capacity is so diminished right now it's not going to be able to just go back to normal like with the sudden influx of people wanting to travel yeah you, you're not going to be there's not going to be as many flights i would imagine yeah um or like travel services availability of accommodation like so that's a setback as well that's like another one or two years potentially yep. if, you, if you're not on the ball with it so yeah um, that sucks, but again, all you can do is like, like, cause you and I at the age where like traveling is on the forefront of our mind, like mm-hmm. before we have families or anything like that, this is a good time to travel and you can't help but feel fuck this sucks. But then also you gotta have the perspective of we've got it very good. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's really important to have at a time like go, because we are very, we're probably some of the luckiest people in the world. Yeah. To, yeah. Um, has, has 2020 sort of given you a new mindset on, on things has like the, the pandemic and everything we went through has that changed much for you hmm. if you question. look back on you entering 2020 towards you leaving 2020 yeah what, um, what, what are the major things that you feel like you're coming out of you know what do you mean specifically covid like i guess so because yeah. i mean that's the biggest thing and, that, yeah, and that's definitely. what changed our lives yeah the most i think the probably the biggest thing because like i've always had perspective in the sense that i've never felt like a victim even when bad things have happened to me i feel like i've been good at not uh, getting that victim mindset and likewise with COVID like we just discussed we are genuinely some of the luckiest people in the world but yeah. I've never really lost sight of that never really felt oh why, why me you know yeah. what I mean how ridiculous would that be yeah. uh, but the, maybe one thing I've learned is just to, that there are no guarantees in life and things like a crazy pandemic seemed ludicrous even at the time I was a bit of a denier at the time I was like this isn't as serious as yeah, yeah. the way it's going this is the media this is swine flu type stuff yeah exactly this will blow over Yeah. so I guess it's a real learning experience for myself and that you know nothing's guaranteed I, I remember thinking when the AFL season was threatened I was like this is bullshit like yeah. they're overreacting blah 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 like that the AFL would never let this happen the, yeah. within days like the season was postponed so wild um, so I'd say yeah it's probably just uh, an appreciation of the fact that um crazy and wild things can happen and just have an open mind about 
that sort of thing. Like it's it's an unpredictable world we live in, and nothing's guaranteed. Mm. Things like interstate travel or sorry, international travel not guaranteed for a long time. So that's probably probably the one thing that's changed. What about yourself? I think mine is like I just noticed the difference in opinions. Like there's okay. if you look at America, like obviously the the media pushed like a very strong narrative that mm. COVID is very deadly, mm. and it very well might be. But then there's also people that like push narratives that it's not at all and that it's mm. that it's a hoax and that it's like not as serious. And I, I think for me, like I've just I always just feel like people tell like maybe sixty percent of the truth, and it's up to you to sort of like pull mm. facts from from where and actually like f- yourself find where the actual truth lies. I don't think like everything the media media says is accurate. And I definitely don't think that it's like a, it's a joke or anything like that. So I think for me it was just it's just I just learnt to like listen to the sides, listen to the stories and of what people are saying, but then also like I guess dive into the research yourself and sort of like try and figure out or like yeah listen to the right people that you trust, not just everything that you hear. Hundred uh, percent. One one thing I've like always uh, held this philosophy in life is. The truth is somewhere between both extremes. Yeah. So like if somebody's arguing one hard on the one side and one person's obviously arguing on the other side, I've always naturally, my inclination is to think the truth is going to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Neither of these people are completely right. Yeah. And I think that's the case with COVID as well. Um, in that it doesn't, like I, I, I'm going to put my head up and say I'm not overly educated about COVID compared to other people. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not going to put myself as an authority. But my impression is that it's not necessarily the numbers don't necessarily indicate it being more necessarily deadly than say a flu or anything like that. Like yep. people die all the time of seasonal yep. flu. Yep. But, um, but what the, what the real threat is probably the way it can overwhelm the healthcare system. So mm-hmm. everyone getting sick at the same time really fucks a country up as we saw with Italy right at the start of all this. Yep. And, um, you know, some of the, leaked stuff that came out of Wuhan with like people in the streets dying and stuff like that like that's the propaganda side of it where you got to look at it and go is that is that legit yeah because it's, it's bullshit you got to really be try or well, try and be discerning um about the things you're seeing but I think what is undeniable is just the idea of everyone getting sick at the same time not only is it a threat to the people who have COVID but it's also the threat to the people who you know say have surgeries put off or cancer treatment put off because everyone needs treatment yeah yeah um even if it's like what is it like 10 percent of people actually need serious health uh sorry like support by like medical care when they've got covid yeah um doesn't sound like a lot but obviously everyone if everyone gets it then it's yeah. pretty scary so a part of me also sort of looks at it like the way that i mean again i don't know the facts so i'm not going to act like i'm a mm. medical uh wizard of like professor and like that or like know all the numbers but i feel like if you if you go back to the old days like maybe like real ancient times um or like medieval times like diarrhea used to kill heaper people yeah or like the chicken pox used to kill heaper people mm. and like now the chicken pox from the way we've evolved chicken pox is now something that you get when you're really young mm. you don't really get you don't really get sick you get over it you never get it again like in two years from now is covid just going to be that thing we're like, when you're young, you get this weird little flu thing and they go, oh, that's, the, that's that COVID. You'll never get again after this. You nurse them for like a week and then like everything's back to normal and you never have to worry about it again. Mm. Well, Will yeah. it turn into one of those? Well, hopefully. Hopefully we get a vaccine to really simplify things. But yeah. I think the threat with COVID, or the scary part of it is the testing doesn't seem ideal because it seems like people can get it twice. But again, I don't know if that's real or if that's like, like one of those urban myths that yeah. 
that have cu- has come out, but it seems, seems and how, like how accurate are the, is the testing as well? Yeah. Like, and you know what's an interesting thing I learned about the at least the UK testing. I don't know if it's everywhere, but if you get COVID and you test positive, uh, and let's say you get medical treatment, and then after a couple of weeks they test you again and you're still positive, that will count as two positive tests in uh, stats. So yeah. when you think about almost everyone, or like a lot of people who have COVID, are going to probably have more than one positive test. Yeah, that instantly doubles yeah. the amount of positive tests coming out. So I'm not saying that, you know, the numbers are uh, bullshit or that we shouldn't be concerned, but I am saying the numbers are a little bit skewed and the testing itself seems a bit cooked where people seem to have gotten over COVID and then keep, then we'll test negative and then test positive again. So yeah, there's all those kind of factors that I don't even really want to get my head around, but like... Like you touched on it as well, you both we both said we're not really experts on COVID. Isn't that kind of just show you how blessed we are in WA? Where yeah. We don't even have to think about it. If we're like in the US right now or in the UK, you know, the COVID saturation uh, in the media is so prevalent that you can't avoid it. And yeah. we, we still get a lot of COVID news here, but we can turn a blind eye to it a lot more because we have our lives to go back to. Um, like things are normal for us. And yeah. That just shows how privileged we are that we've, yeah. I'm like out of touch with COVID. It really has become like a blessing in disguise because I remember like sort of late teenage years, like 18, 19, and then sort of early 20s, every time we'd go to a festival or anything like that and there was like a big major act, mm. 90% of the time they would always pull out of the Perth show because they would come to Australia, they would sort of do the East Coast and then it just seemed too hard to come to WA, do one show and then to leave. Right. So like I've been, to, I've been to so many concerts or things like that where like, um, the day of you hear that the main artists like yeah. the the big time like the, the Travis Scott or the Drake or I'm not saying it was any of those but like mm. those sort of like A-list, A-list stars um, will pull out and won't come to Perth they'll do the Eastern States and then they'll go back to America after that stiff so I remember like growing up always seeing like man WA's like shit it's so secluded like no one wants mm. to come here it's too far to travel just for one show like and it was always a negative thing but then like something like this happens and you're blessed like we are we are isolated we are like secluded um, it's easy to shut our borders like you can't really just come here easily you can't drive even if you're over the east states like it's a long drive and it, it, it's a lot to commit to mm. so it's not like uh, places like America or UK where you can just drive and cross borders and that's where like yeah. manic spread starts for sure for so sure. we're sort of like that thing that I, that I hated for so long in my life turned out to be like the blessing <laughs> that now has saved us and so allowed true. us to live this like pretty carefree life in terms of like worrying about COVID constantly. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, I, we are grateful for that. I mean, you could also make that argument that like, if we had been ra- like ravaged by COVID in WA, like how the fuck would it get to that? Do you know what I mean? Like the powers that be should never have, and they successfully were successful, but I'm just saying like, it would have been a huge indictment on like McGowan if, you know, he'd let WA and Perth get ravaged by COVID when yep. we were this isolated, literally yep most isolated city in per, in Australia. So, yeah. yeah, it is a blessing. And then Australia in general is also very isolated. Like, island, so, yeah, yeah, a lot of water. But we, we have done well, to be fair, yeah. like, for the most part. But as opposed to, you know, some of the COVID stuff, which wasn't the entire focus of this podcast, what was 2020 like for you on a personal level? What, what were some words you would use to describe it? That's usually a good way to ask. Yeah. Such an interesting one. I've really put you on the spot with this. <laughs> I think one thing that pops to mind is like, you realize how much of a sheep mentality people have. Mm. Like I, when, I, when I think about COVID and I look back on the year, the first thing that sort of springs to mind is that whole toilet paper thing. Yeah. And you realize how f- dumb that was. Yeah. Like, 
But it does create a panic even in rational people like yourself or me. Like, we'd be thinking, shit, do I need to get Yeah, do I need to get it? Like, is, it? is it something I need to start doing? And yeah. all these other people are doing it, you think, like, do they know something that I don't know? Like, am I... Um, <laughs> so, awesome. looking back, I, I think back on that. Um, I, I just sort of laugh at that. But I guess on a personal level... Do you think this is a good year for you? Sort of like, it's like an in-between year. Okay. I haven't really accomplished anything like none of my goals were sort of ticked off but that's because like my goals and that I'm working on at the moment are longer than one year span goals mm-hmm. um, so it's sort of like an in-between year but I think um, yeah I think I grew a lot like mm-hmm. emotionally and, and, and whatnot throughout the year um, yeah I, I guess know. for perspective can you think of one year that was particularly amazing does one year stand out in your life as being the best year of your life not really. I always have the mentality that, that the next year is going to be my best. Yeah. And like, I don't like um, sort of put, putting my hat on a year yeah. previously that I was like, oh, that was the best year of my life. Sure. I mean, there was a lot of great years. Like you think about like when you were like 16, 17 and like the, the carelessness that you had um, mm. while also sort of just starting to gain those like, um, like I guess adult, not responsibilities, but like... Um, you start getting the freedom of an adult and you start being able to like yeah. venture out and do things like when you first turn 18. Yeah. Those years are awesome. True. But um, yeah, I've always sort of held the mentality that the next year's going to be my best. Yeah, interesting. Um, That's cool. And I don't try to look back. I knew a girl who was like that. She used to always say like, oh, my, uh, I peaked when I was 18 and she was like 23 at the time. Mm. So I peaked when I was 18. I peaked when I was 18. Yeah. I was, like, it's just annoying me. Like, that is just depressing. It might be like, to sit here and be like, yeah, I peaked. My life is downhill from now. Yeah. And like, to still be so young. That is, yeah, that's not a great mindset. No, yeah. it's, it's worrying. Interesting. What about for you? Um, I've had a few good years in my life. I've, I'm kind of going good, bad year after, good, bad, good, bad at the moment. Um, but I mean, you're right. Like, it's good not to sort of hang your hat on the path. I don't think I do that. Like, so for 20, 2017 was the worst year of my life because mum mm-hmm. died at the start of that year and then I spent the whole year like obviously grieving yep. and like I didn't feel I remember saying like in a previous video I was like you don't feel like a normal person again you don't feel like you can go out you don't feel like life is normal um, and then so for 2018 I look back at that as the best year of my life just about because it was almost like it was almost like equilibrium was restored where I had the worst low I could and then 2018 was pretty much the first full year of true footy. Mm-hmm. The Eagles won the premiership, which sounds silly to some people, but th- that was also the first year I was an Eagles member. And I got to go to every home game in a brand new stadium with my dad. Um, and just that, uh, reflecting on that journey, the emotional up and down of that year, that was fantastic. Um, and uh, I was w- with a, a great partner as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there really weren't too many negatives. And I, I kind of reflect on 18 as like, I'm really not that spiritual or have that much faith, but I kind of think of it as the universe was like, here, like I just destroyed you, but here's something I know you'll really like. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then gave me 2018. So yeah, I, I think of 2018 is pretty much like, yeah, the best year of my life. I mean, of course, it's kind of, you, you kind of look back on it with rose tinted glasses yeah. because like a few things happened, but um, there, obviously there were hard times that year as well. Mm-hmm. But it's all about perspective. And for 2020 for me, like, I think I reflect on this year as an absolute fucking shit here, but then there has been a lot of positives in it as well, and it's just about the like the way you choose to reflect on it. Like I can choose to reflect on it as like, oh, that was terrible, or I can think about all the good things that came out of it. And yep. at the end of the day, like a year is a long time. Shit loads happens, and um, 
it's good not to sort of get into the mindset of being like this is bad yeah then therefore i'll always you know think of it poorly yeah makes sense yeah um i guess 23 for me was the first year that i did a full year in my grad job yeah so i started it like late 2019 so I got through the full year. And when I look back, there was there was no real struggle. Like there wasn't, um, there wasn't like days where I got up and I just literally did not want to go. Like I was happy mm. to go to work and things like that. So I look back on that. And I, it was a good year for that. A good year to get in routine. Good year to know that I can sort of spend a year and I can hack it. Like it's not mm. impossible. Um, the, the There's a lot of changes in lifestyle though. So I'm still trying to iron out those, like how my morning routine works. Yeah. I'm, I like, and I like being very structured. Yeah. As far as like routine goes and things like that, like um, for anything else, I'm completely unstructured. Mm-hmm. Like if we like, um, if we're going to plan a night, there'll be no plans ahead. Yeah, it's just like, true. let's go here and let's see what happens or like yeah. things like that. I'm very unstructured. But as, as far as like my day to day, I like knowing like what I'm doing at this time, what I'm doing at that time. Interesting. So um, went, I went through the year pretty like uh, laps of day school. I just didn't really didn't really put anything in place like that yeah. tried a few things didn't really like them um but yeah just spending the year working in the job and then coming into this year like being more confident feeling better just feel like my like my routines are starting to like fall into place and iron out a little bit firmer mm. so um but yeah it's just hard. It's like you couldn't have much fun really could you like you look back on the year and like there was no festivals that we went to yeah uh there was no like big events because there was none um it really was just sort of work and then just sort of yeah just on the weekends find your fun without having to do anything too crazy yeah true true so it was a bit of a maybe a bit of a boring year i suppose i suppose yeah do you feel like a bit of a you had a bit of a win professionally because you're someone who obviously uh very passionate about your job and your career and stuff like that and you put a lot of pressure on yourself as well and I'm, i know that there was a lot of times this year where you sort of come home and just like you'd be stressed yeah do you do you feel like you were happy this year i was definitely happy yeah Mm. um again like i think we were talking about this other night um i'm just in like a weird sort of stage where like i'm not i've improved but i'm not where i want to be and like i I fall somewhere within the middle at this stage Mm. and it's hard to like stop and smell the roses when like you haven't even made the garden yet like you haven't even planted the roses yet so like I'm just in this weird like yeah sort of stage where like if I was to stop and like appreciate what I've done there's not like not to be like negative or anything but there's not a lot that I can sort of point to mm. even though there probably is and people around me can probably say like oh this is this, this I guess like the standard that I hold myself and like the goals that I'm trying to achieve like um, they're still just out of reach mm. so um like would you stop a hundred meter race at fifty meters just to like because you're ahead Flat of some people? In front. <laughs> yeah, like you know what I mean. Like you're yeah. you're not even thinking about it at that stage. You're still looking at yeah. that end goal and you're still like mm. running as fast as you can. So I'm still at that stage. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, the year was just more about just me getting through the year, yeah. working all year, mm. and coming out and feeling good. Didn't hate myself for the year. Like it wasn't yeah. wasn't a job that I w- wasn't keen to go to. Like I liked it. I liked working on each day, going to work. So. I think all of those, I guess, more the positives. I think you said the other night that you're, and I can relate to this, you're not a, ever a satisfied person. No, yeah. 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 Do you think that affects your happiness or do you separate the two? Well, it definitely has affected my happiness. Sure. I, don't yeah. think, I don't think it does affect it, but sure. it has like in moments. Are you a happy person, would you say? Typically, I'd like to think so. Yeah. Not really. I, I mean, I don't, don't think I mope around or anything like that. No, um, no. 
Uh, I'd say generally I'm pretty optimistic, mm. but um, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has like not being satisfied definitely has affected me. Like, um, like post apprenticeship and post um, getting my degree, and just feeling like you've achieved like the goal was done, and yeah. that night that you got your like got my degree it was sick. Mm. But then like as soon as that was finished, it was a bit like, oh. Yeah. Like now it's just like, now I'm just sitting here like... So you're goal-oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a good way. Um, and I do worry that it might be something that um, I never sort of get over and it might like haunt mm. me. Is that just like constant like having to take it that one level further or like constantly yeah. having to like, as soon as you achieve something, it like being dissatisfied straight afterwards. Mm. You have this sort of moment of satisfaction and then after that it's back to like... Yeah. Um, maybe that will come back to haunt me like once I start getting older. But at this stage, it seems like a pretty good thing. I think we, we kind of touched on this the other night. It's like the balance of being dissatisfied enough to um, always push. Yeah. I think that's really important. But you also need to savor the wins when they do come because at the end of the day, like it's like, it's like what Gary V says. Gary V says you don't like... Oh, it's not even a Gary V thing. It's just a cliche. It's like don't like love the destination, love the journey, yep. basically. So yep. you got to... It's good to be dissatisfied, but you can't hate what you're doing, which I don't think you hate what you're doing. I think you like what you're doing, yeah. even though you put a lot of pressure on yourself. But mm-hmm. you also got to be like, just savor the win. So like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I consider myself a pretty dissatisfied person with like everything like yourself. But then I think I used the example last night where when I do have a win, I've been pretty good at being like, this is fucking sick. Yeah. I'm like absolutely buzzing. Grand final live stream was the example of that. Yep. And I think... Like, there will be no sub count for me on YouTube that I'll ever think, yes, I've made it. Do you know what I mean? Like, that will never come. But it's important to, like, have little wins, like, yeah. like a brand deal or yep. or something like that, where I'll be like, yes, this I've worked hard for this. Yep. And, and like, for yourself as well. Yep. Like, because you, you work very hard through your degree. As, I don't know. We've touched on it, I think, in early pods. But, for instance, like, through high school, you had your dyslexia, which would have made it very, very difficult to be a student. Yep. And then you... You didn't graduate high school, did you? No. Well, I'll, I'll let you. Le- I left after year ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did. I, like uni was never a thought mm. at, when I was at school. It was. I I remember I used to just like always say like, um, if I'm gonna do like twelve years of school, like why would I sign myself up for extra? That was my <laughs> that was my thought process to uni. I was like, That's why would I want to do more if like I don't have to? Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I got uh, to the end of year ten, and that was it. Mm. Over it. So then you got your uh, your trade, yep. your carpenter, mm-hmm. and then you decided to pivot, switch to, uh, well, you decided to do a bridging course to get into uni yep. and do a property, uh, property. what's the name? Of the, is it? Property Development and Valuation. Is that the full degree? I didn't, yeah. I didn't even know that. Um, yeah. It was just property. Um, so, but I mean, you said to me like, you, that so that, that graduation how satisfying was that? That was the the most yeah. satisfying thing I've ever done in my life. Like, while you were saying that, I was feeling so flat. I was like, you worked so hard and took such a long journey to to get a law degree. Sorry, a property degree, and it would have been shit to be like, now what? <laughs> yeah, but it really was. So it was um, uh, no, it was like the like one of the best nights. Like that was unreal. It was like the one moment where it really sunk in, and I was like, because yeah, again, you just like never really stop and smell the roses, like. Mm. A good feeling was my last ever exam. Yeah. I like walked out of uni and I literally just got out, like about to walk into the car park and I stopped and turned around and looked back at the uni like one more time. Yeah. No. And I just remember like sitting there for a second being like, like this feels good. Like, mm. and cause I, I didn't need much in my, um, 
uh, exams or anything like that. Like I was, I was sitting on really good scores. Yeah. I went in, felt really good about the exam, like did it all. So there's no anxiety around no. that. No. So I knew yeah. that I knew that I at least passed. It was like where, like what score are you going to land? You're going to land yeah. at a 60 or 70, like where so I was in somewhere within that range and it was impossible for me to fail. Um, and I, I could have got like higher, but, um, I was like, it just depended on where I was going to land and, and mm. what my end GPA was going to be. But as far as like ever having to do a uni, uni, university unit again, um, it was not like it was, wasn't a, wasn't a thought. It wasn't a thing. There is a beautiful feeling that I always have in my last exam of each semester when you've got about 20 minutes to go and then you just sort of finish writing one answer and then you, you sort of look up the clock and you're like, oh my God, I'm it's, so close. And yeah. It would have just been like, well, I, I have been in the same situation where you just feel 10 times better because you know, yep. this is the final one. Yeah. I'm, and I remember being at uni and like um, us and all our mates, like you'd sort of like, everyone would mess each other like when their exams are, blah, 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 who has the last one. Yeah. And I remember we'd always like celebrate so hard. Whoever, whoever had the last one that night was like a big celebration. Yeah. Like everyone just got on it and it was yeah. like... Um, I think we, I still use, like, if I wasn't the last exam, I probably did, like, have a bit of fun, like, afterwards, but I remember, like, we used to always, always wait for the last person and then be yeah, like, yeah. right, right, now, now we're, like, celebrating, we got, like, we got the summer off, or we got, like, the, um, like, the mid-year sort of break off. Yeah. Um, it. but yeah, the graduation, I was sick, that was, that was super satisfying. Yeah. That's um, cool. but then, yeah, woke up the next day and it was just, like, again, all over, I was like, mm. I did it. Like now, I just feel lost again. Yeah, feel like I need something more that I can like strive to, that I can imagine, um, which soon became America. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to move to America yeah. in um, January of 2020. Fuck. Um, so my goal was to work. Like I was working two jobs straight after straight after graduation, or even like straight after my last exam. I started. Yeah, I remember that. And then like yeah, I was just like working super hard, just smashing it out. Um, and then yeah, I was meant. Actually, no, it was, uh, when was it? It wasn't, yeah, it was January 2020. Yeah. Because we, we graduated uni, uh, 2018. I graduated in 19. So I graduated end of 2018. Yeah. Worked 2019, um, and I was meant to be leaving to, to America 2020. Mm. Um, and I remember the whole time I was working these two jobs, like, it was, it was tough too. It was, that was like, not fun. That was like, waking up at seven, working from seven to three go home, go to Bunnings at like 4.30, work 4.30 to 10, yeah. and then just like go do it again over and over again. And yeah. like the weekends, I would literally just sleep because like I was getting like, I, I, I'm i a type of person, I need a lot of sleep. I need like my yeah. like eight, nine. I mean, I slept last night for like 11 hours or something. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I woke up before you on a Saturday morning, which I think is the first time it's happened since yeah. I moved in here. No, nah, I was just like, I was tired. So I just like turned the alarm off and just slept through. Mm. Um, And then, yeah, like I remember like working those two jobs and, the whole time I was like, the only thing that would stop me from going to America is that if like a graduate job comes up and it's too good for me to like throw away. Yeah. And then like lo and behold, September rolls around. I've been doing it for like nine months and this fucking job comes up and I like applied, like I've actually got like, I didn't apply for it. I actually got like, um, like referred to it. Um, but sort of like, yeah, went through the interview process and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And the whole time I was just like, oh, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. Yeah. Just sort of playing it off. Cause I actually did want to go to America. And then like, yeah, got it started in September and then January rolls around when I was actually meant to go to America and COVID hits yeah. and like everything, all the timeline of everything just sort of like falls into place. Like if I didn't get that job, I would have been in America. If I was in America, COVID would have hit. True. I would have had to leave early or not come back at all. Yeah. And like, it's a shit place to be right now. Yeah. Um, 
for like, a million different reasons. Yeah, not even COVID. So, so so much like bad things going on there. Yeah. So um, yeah. It was, you look back and it's definitely weird how everything played out. Mm, yeah, that is lucky. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of hidden sort of. Uh, twenty twenty would have been very different for you. If uh, could have been, yeah. Yeah, that's, could have been. That's wild. Yeah. Especially everyone in America would have lost their jobs, and I was I was going over there to work as well because I wanted mm. to like see how long I could stay there for. Yeah. So, for sure, I would have been the first person to lose their job. Like I would have been like some casual, God knows what I would have been trying to yeah. make money doing, but bartending or something like something that. Something like or, that. The bars probably. Well, I don't even know what the situation. Or just like bars. tried washing dishes at a restaurant somewhere, yeah. and like again, own. that would have been the first thing that would have closed. Yeah. Like you lose your job straight away. Like yeah. you're in a foreign country. Um, mm. Yeah. It's wild. So yeah, dodged a bullet there to some extent. Yeah, so, yeah. I think so. That's cool. Um, we are approaching the time where Joyce is going to come over, mm-hmm. so we should probably sort of look at the last little bit of the potty. I guess. Uh, are there any lessons you would take into twenty twenty one from this year, or at least something you want to do, almost like a resolution? You would say. So um, yeah, one was definitely my, like my fitness and health in general. Um, I'm just going to like focus on like, yeah, looking after myself, making sure that I stay in shape. That's cool. A lot of people would say that I'm in shape and that I look fine, but like, like to my standard, I would like to be yeah more in shape. Yeah. Well, I mean, you played footy for uh, most of your adult life. Yeah. So, well, your adult and junior life as yeah. well. So yeah. your, your threshold for like what is fit is a bit different to yeah. the average person. So yeah. I'll yeah. say that for you. <laughs> um, so that, that's where I want to get to. Yeah. Um, so focusing on those sort of things, um, Focusing on like um, some of the like insecurities and whatnot, and just sort mm. of, um, I'm a generally confident person, and I'm really confident in the things that I'm good at. Mm. But I also want to somehow find a way where I can bring my confidence into things that I'm not so good at. Yeah. And own that I'm not not saying that I need to be fucking good at them, but own yeah. that I'm not so good at them. Yeah. And be be open and willing enough to like accept that I'm not good at it and not hide it from people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the best things you can do. So just having confidence in who I am and like owning yeah. the things that I'm not so good at yeah. as just like I own the things that I'm really fucking good at and yeah. like openly people may say it's cocky, whatever, but if I'm good at something, I'll generally like be able to tell you that I'm good at it. Mm. Um, so I just want to have the opposite. If I'm not good at something, just tell people like, look, I'm not really good at this. Yeah. Um, I might need some extra help or I might need this, might need that. That's good. So um, those are probably my two big things that I'm taking into it is like looking after myself a bit more, getting more in shape mm. and uh, yeah, trying to figure out a way that I'm confident in the my strengths and confident in my weaknesses. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's good, man. What yeah. about you? Uh, fitness is one that I uh, haven't mentioned yet, but yeah, that's something I've really gotten into the, the back end of this year. Um, in particular, I think I want to get bigger legs and a bigger core. I'm happy with my frame. Yeah. I don't look amazing. No, not an athlete by any stretch, but I'm happy with being like this level thick in the upper body, but... Yeah. Deadlifts and squats is something I've been smashing lately. So yeah. that's going to t- continue to be a goal. I'd like to add a few kilos without people necessarily knowing I've added a few kilos because it's all through here. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, in terms of more personal stuff, like like 2020 was, um, it was a year of transition for me. Obviously going from, um, I was in a relationship for four years that ended. So, uh, which I've really banged on a lot about, but it's it's been an adjustment from being like, my life being on a certain path to being completely different now. Mm-hmm. And like all of my, all the things that I felt like I was good at, like I felt confident in that relationship. I, I never had to doubt myself, um, my self-worth or anything like that. And like um, all of that was with like self-acceptance. All of that just like evaporated when I, when I became single, which is wild, which is something to learn from. And then also like, 
I think I think I've grown a lot as a result of that this year, even though I probably wasn't happy for a lot of it. Like I feel like that self acceptance has come back a little bit. Um, basically, not trying to pin my self-worth on how other or how I believe other people perceive me yeah and that's uh, even something you said the other night really struck a chord with me you you said that you're you describe yourself as quite independent and you've never needed anyone else to sort of drive your confidence and I'm thinking I was thinking that while you said it and I was like that's really something I need to aspire to and I, I think I'm on the path to that I think, yeah. I, I think I've come a long way this year I think I've surrounded myself with good people um, like yourself and Drew's in particular who are both sort of like motivated people Drew's is like extremely dedicated to the youtube side of things and fitness as well and what a dude at like 19 years old eh? yeah yeah like he, he is really cool um i hope he's not watching this um actually i hope he is watching this <laughs> please like the video i i just look back to what i was like at 19 and i was yeah. not that and he asked he, I, he asked me a few questions like general life questions that are like yeah st- stop me and make me think you know i'd like i'd like to think that i've like i've pondered over a lot of things that mm. like so when someone asks me questions i can generally I've thought about it as well. Yeah. But he's asked me questions that I haven't really thought of. And to do that at like 19 years mm. old, I feel like is a bit of a feather in his cap. He's super into self-improvement. He's super dedicated and he reads he, he reads books. No, I just mean like he spends his time reading books on like adjusting his mindset and yeah. stuff like that. And that's why people who know Drew's and me separately would be like, oh, he's 19, Jesse's 27. Um, why are they hanging out so much? Yeah. Other than the fact that we bond over YouTube, it's not like he doesn't seem like a nineteen year old, no. does he? Like no. we have conversations about like we're into the same stuff. Yeah. Like, um, if that makes sense. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about what he said in the car on the way to Freo that time. Dare I ask? Is it, it podcast friendly? It, nah. <laughs> it's not. It was just so funny though. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, he's a, he's a he's a great dude. Yeah. But um but yeah, like it, it sounds silly that um that he's like 19 but i feel like i am better off for having him in my life like Mm. i think people say like the you're an amalgamation of the five closest people in your life yeah so surround yourself with five people that you admire and yourself um and drew's um probably my two closest friends other than work friends and like you both have traits that i want to absorb and I i think that's great advice for anyone if you're surrounded by people that are plebish you will probably your, your own stands will slip. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it's definitely true. Mm. Like there's, there's, um, yeah, I definitely back it. Um, I always tried to be like the, the weak link of my friends. Like when, yeah. I, when like when we're all going to uni, um, uni was such a big part of our lives and I was definitely like, I, I definitely struggled with study. So hanging out with guys like you who are like really articulate and really good at those sort of things. Um, and like Joycey and that, and people that were doing really good degrees, just going and studying with you guys um, mm. made me feel like I was like way better off and I was getting into good habits that maybe if I didn't hang out with you guys, I probably wouldn't get into. Yeah, okay. So I, I was always like trying to do that, trying to be surround yourself against, against good people and people that like, you don't need to like to aspire to be them, but just like yeah. respect. Like yeah, if you yeah. respect like what they are and, and how they operate, I think yeah. that's a good work, a good thing to start with. And I think it's a good trait in yourself to drop your ego and acknowledge that there are things about your friend that you wish you were like. Do yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, like yeah. Some people are probably a little too ego oriented and would never admit that that the thing that they do is something you should be doing as well. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. like, yeah, no, I think I think that'd be a really good skill as well for people. Yeah. Um, well. As always on Cold World, we've approached the end, and I feel like we still have a lot more to say. Yeah. But um, maybe maybe the next one won't be too far behind. But um, is there anything you'd like to wrap up about twenty twenty before we end the pod? Um, no, nah, I think um, 
yeah it is what it is there's there's things that you can control and things that you can't control mm. um and the whole COVID thing and all that is well and surely out of our hands yeah that's right um for the poor people that can't like utilize much like they really have just been given some crappy cards um i.e people over over east um people mm. in uh italy back when italy was really bad any of those any of those sort of europe countries i feel sorry for them they can't do much but i think for people in australia we should um definitely not use this time to sit around yeah don't don't collect that covid check and and just like and get real lazy mm. um we're blessed to be in a really good situation so i think yeah. we need to utilize it um yeah, and go to work time. each day do all those good things treat it like every other year yeah. sure you might not be a chubby might be able to do that kind of stuff but um yeah stay mm. safe but definitely don't slack don't don't use it to slack off don't let it be a year that gets away yeah um so like for instance uh i would use this time for me personally i've got a youtube channel so i don't instead of like spending money on a holiday i would invest it into the channel yeah not everyone has a youtube channel or a passion like that but you know everyone's saving for a house to some extent that next car i think yeah i think it's great advice to tell someone don't piss this time away where you could actually get something out of it because there will be a time when you can travel again and yep. things will be normal. So yep. you don't want to come out empty handed. Hell no. No. Yeah. Yep. Keep it keep on it. Keep on the grind. Don't let it stop. Keep it one hundred. Yeah. Lit. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Alright, All right. that'll do us. Um I forget how we sign off these things. I'd Proud of you. Proud of you. Um take it easy. Yeah. Thanks guys. See you in the next podcast. <laughs>